All right, we're good. Excellent. All right, John. 2020 season. A lot's been changed in the league. Here to break it all down, Narf and Yoni, with maybe a surprise guest at the end. We'll see. Yoni, what's up? Not too much, Narf. Hey, uh, good to talk to you. I'm uh, honored to be the first uh, regular season podcast guest. I, I feel like you've done this the last couple of years. You've taken on, like, you're my default week, week one now instead of Vigo. Well, is it not the role of the defending champion? Um, I see I see what you did there. Um, well, I, I, well, guess, I, I wouldn't know. I've never been the defending champion. So someone tell me. Yeah, so, it, yeah, if and, if and ever you win, which, you know, don't hold your breath, you'll just have to interview yourself for the first podcast that year. I would have absolutely no problem interviewing myself on the first podcast yeah. when I win. Yeah, um, that'd probably be an, an, an easy two hours, huh? Yeah, um, I could be the first champion of the newly named postmodern era. <laughs> oh, my God. Um so it's funny because we were supposed to podcast twice last week. I kind of bailed on both. It's my fault. But we proved an old rumor true that you actually don't have cell service in Maine. Yeah, that was really weird. I like um, I, I don't know what happened. For I looked at my phone. I was like, what the heck's going on with Narf? I was like, is he bailing on me again? And then I just I, it, there was no cell service, which, yeah, I guess it's like 50 percent of the time here, which, you know, that, that's pretty standard, right? 50% of the time you don't have self-service at your house? That's not standard for everybody else in the, in the United States? Uh, I'd have to check on that one. Um, oh. Is it right. really that bad? How no, it's never that bad. Your service just never like, cuts out altogether. It's not like it's, inter it's, not like it's um, faded. There was just like no self-service. So I think there was like a, like a local outage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I live in a real place, so that doesn't really happen much. But I'm, I'm glad... I'm glad that that happens in Maine. But that's not that's not a strong point in favor of the live draft. Oh, I hosted a live draft. Well, just uh, uh, forgive the discretion for a moment, but I hosted a live draft in my other league, and there was plenty of Wi-Fi to go around. It's not like, solid. It's Wi-Fi. Like, like your your league with Elliot, you hosted his kids over, his friends over. No, it wasn't the dads and dudes league. That league is not happening this year because one of the dads moved away and. Um, it's just, it's just not going to happen. It's my other, um, uh, work friends league. Just, but just, anyway, bring, I, just bring in Ed to fill the spot. He, he, bring in Ed to fill what spot? The, the dad that departed. Ed just filled spots in vacant fantasy leagues. He had a spot in that league. Ed? Oh, bring in Ed. I thought you said bring in Elliot. <laughs> All right. Next year, Ed, yeah. you're in the dads and dudes league. If if Ed had been in your Portland Maine Dads and Dudes League, I would have freaked the fuck out. Hey, maybe maybe his maybe his dude is old enough to be a dude in a Dads and Dudes League. I, how old do you have to be? I mean, enough to just say yes or no. I think. I mean, if Ed, Ed could ask him, you know, do you want to start this guy or this guy, and if the child is old enough to say yes or no, then I mean, you're, I think you're good to go. So this is a real question. Um, like, Ed, has Ed taken your spot as, as lead dad? That's, like, been I, your thing. I briefly thought about that. And... That's the only thing you have. Well, in, in these two championships. Fine. And an undefeated regular season. In which you did not win. Well, it's still there. Um, so, 
the cumulative age of my children, I think, still eclipses the cumulative age of his children. So I have that going for me. I think. Is that what determines it? No, I don't know. I mean, three kids is definitely like that's like exponentially more difficult than what I have going on. Like I, I, I never, ever, ever would. I, I don't understand like like why. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could have him on at some point and ask him why on God's earth he decided to do that to himself. So well, uh, yeah, I mean, he, like he's out dadding me in, in in that sense. But in another sense, maybe he didn't out dad me by actually making that choice. Yeah, I, it, it, I, it's, I see it's, what you're saying. I, I will, I will have him on. I plan to have you guys on together and do a, a dad fact <laughs> to, to determine the, the stronger parenting skills. Like, will that be like, like um, you'll create these like um, uh, childcare scenarios, and, and we'll have to like play out. Play, that play is out. that is 100 what I'm thinking. I've already come up with a couple of good ones. I'm not going to tell you. Um, oh. And, if you, and, and whoever brings um, their significant other to help them actually parent, you're going to get extra points for that. Ooh, ooh, interesting. So if Elena wanted to make her podcast debut this year, which I know she does, um, save it, save it for the the parenting competition. But but convincing your significant other to come onto the pod doesn't doesn't add to your dad credentials. It add, it like adds to your kind of husbanding, you know, manipulation. Like female female manipulation credentials. Well, isn't that most of what being a dad is about? Is tricking the wife into doing all the work? <laughs> um, Joey, I'm at I'm at work right now. That's why I can't help with the kid. I've got a report due tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds awful and great at the same time, <laughs> given your child's current age. <clears throat> um, no, for, so she, she's she's like two and and some more months than that now, and she's actually kind of cool. So I, I think I got past the worst part. I'm proud of myself. You're definitely past the worst part, but it definitely gets better. Like I, I get home and like play with my kids, and you still have to like parent your kid. Uh, well, or I have to work, and I'm doing air quotes right now, so that Jess parents the kid. Uh-huh. So it sounds like you're winning the uh, the dad competition. I think the real you have to define what winning means. That's probably a little bit different in each person's eyes. Charlie Sheen's eyes. I don't know. Um, it's a shame that we, we lost Fuse because I, I wanted to see what his kid was like, kind of. Although I guess I don't really care about Fuse or his kid. I just kind of interacted with Fuse in a second-hand manner. He emailed me the eliminate. Like, uh, he emailed like the, the the eliminator group from last year to re up, and I did re up because Elliot likes to do that stuff. So he he made me re up. So I just paid Fuse ten dollars to join his eliminator league. Good for you. Are you going to miss Fuse as the other Giants fan in the league? I'm going to miss Fuse for a lot of reasons. Like, I, I got along well with Fuse. Like, we had, like, really good, you know, uh, uh, trade banter and, and, and negotiations back and forth. I mean, it, it usually started with the, with, 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 with the usual lopsided trade offer on his part. But he was, like, pretty reasonable with me always in our back, in, in our back and forths. Um, I have no ill will towards Fuse. And, like, I feel kind of bad that it ended the way it did and... I don't know. I... Interesting. Sorry. Are you are you calling Anton out, Yoni? Are you saying uh, Anton forced Fuse out of the league? No, he didn't. He didn't do anything of the sort. But like Anton's personality, which is part of what makes him, you know, my friend and all of our friends, and like the person he is, is like he's not apologetic for the things he says. And the actions he he takes and like his personality his, is his personality. And I don't think he changed his personality once. 
over the last however many years and uh, it fused you know ran out of patience and like that's how it is and you know it's un un unfortunate because like i said yeah I, I thought fuse was a uh, um you know an important like personality in, in uh, amongst the personalities in our league but um i i, I get i get both sides like anton's not going to change who he is and like stop his like you know trolling and and fuckery um and fuse i think took it for a long time and was antagonized to the point that he left so that's i mean I, I, I get both sides. I mean, it's a very rational breakdown. I was sort of hoping you would just attack Anton a little bit more, um, but I guess we're not going to get that out of you right now. No, I, 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 I think Anton's um, um, uh, use of other people's like discomfort and annoyance um, in an effort to make light and humor out of awkward situations is like a characteristic of his that I find like endlessly amusing and enjoyable. And I, um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't hope or expect him to change how he, you know, um, approaches certain situations as a fantasy football commissioner, which I know is like a, a really like strange lame thing to say, but I, that's just, I think, uh, Anton's way of dealing with stuff. I, you're, you're probably giving yourself a head start in the data up here. Cause it seems like you're taking a very, like holistic approach in this situation. I'm gonna to have to come up with some better situations when I challenge you versus Ed, um, but we'll see. I did, so I, I feel I, like, okay, go ahead. Well, I, I did think of Fuse one other time this week when one member of the league, and maybe you had this experience, proposed uh, a pretty egregious trade to me that was very like Fuse-esque in terms of the trade proposals that everybody in the league thinks Fuse proposes in terms of their lopsidedness towards him. And I couldn't tell if I was being trolled in like if, if like this person was trying to like assume the Fuse mantle right away, or if they were trying to like legitimately like pull the wool over my eyes or. Okay, like, so do, do, do you want to talk about the trade? It was a trade offer for Antonio Gibson the day that Antonio uh, um, uh, Adrian Peterson was released. So I don't know if like this person was trying to like make me accept name the person besides yourself. I don't know if I want to call this person out. Uh, I'm wondering if you. I'm wondering if you might have had a similar. No one has posed any any trade offers to me. Okay. Okay. Um, it was someone it trying to trade for Antonio Gibson. Yeah. For like. Yeah. Uh, so they probably didn't realize they probably were banking on you not seeing the news that Peterson was cut, I guess. Is that is that what you're saying? That's what I think, you know, this person was trying to do. But I'm also not sure if he was just trying to, like, assume the fuse mantle and, like, send ridiculous trades to everybody in the league. But I guess it sounds like it's not. He was just trying to pull the wool over my eyes, which I mean, why would you try to do that to the two time defending champion? I mean, of, of all people who's not who that's not going to you know work on, it's going to be me. I'm sure that's right, but I don't understand why you're bringing me the story and refusing to say who it is. Well, the reason I brought up the story is because we were talking about Fuse, and it made me think. I, of Fuse. I, I, I know, but but like you got you got to got to tell the people who were talking about you. I'm not, I'm not interested in creating enemies. God damn it! He knows who he is. I don't know who he is though. The other ten listeners don't know who he is. Maybe they do. If it's a Tron chat, they probably all know. 
Okay, you know who you are. If you want to identify yourself, feel free to identif identify yourself on some form of league media. All right. So I feel like, here's my last <laughs> question on the, on the fuse topic. I feel like the absence of Vigo has aged much better than the presence of Vigo would have these past three or four years. Is there any chance that that happens with Fuse? No, I think he'll, to be completely honest, I think he'll be, I'll be, he'll be, he'll be quickly forgotten. Um, he's not, he's not lovable like Vigo. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, nor, nor is he like Vigo. I mean, you know, prove me wrong, Vigo, but he's kind of like cute to have in the league. He's not really um, a uh, like a threat to anybody's success. Whereas Fuse, like, like knows what he's talking about with football. And like was a was a threat to like be be good every year. He, I mean, he, he generally wasn't for whatever reason. Vigo Vigo, like pre childhood, was was quite good in this league. Um, like he, he yeah, but that was like six years ago. stronger managers. It, it was a long time ago. But but he's not going back to pre child status. It's it's not like he's returning from from being a parent to not being a parent. He's still very much a parent, and I I I don't view him as a threat. It's kind of like nice to have his you know you know. Um, cuddly personality back, um, you know, uh, the, like his aw shucks, you know, G-golly, um, um, you know, way of being, but he's not like worrisome in terms of, you know, me repeating. Yeah. All right. We're moving off of Fuse. I'll give you a minute. Do you want to brag? Do you have anything, any statements you'd like to make as our two-time defending champions of the league before we move on? No, I don't, I don't want to talk about the past. I'm, I'm curious to talk about the draft and um, well, that's what's next. Okay, no, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a bragger. I just, you know, I, I'll throw in these little uh, reminders every once in a while. Yeah, don't let us forget. I would hate that. I won't. Uh, so it's okay. So I do sort of wish we had done this last week when the auction draft was a little fresher in my mind. Um, what did What did you think of the format? I definitely think it's something that we should continue with going forward. I liked it. Um, I it, thought it wasn't nearly as interactive as I was hoping. Yeah, no. Um, well, because it was a little bit longer, and I wonder. Um. Yeah. So ways to make it more interactive would be to be in I don't person. Know, well, yeah, be be in person. Um, I don't think there is a way to make it more interactive in a setting where like it started a little bit later. Um, and I, I feel like that's how our snake drafts usually go anyway. I mean, it, it starts off a little bit chattery at the beginning and then towards the end, like everybody gets fatigued and is, you know, paying attention to all these, you know, ninth, 10th, 12th, 13th round draft picks that aren't making a difference anyway. But like people are really kind of like scouring like the depths of the, of like the rosters and the rankings and, as opposed to like knowing what the, in general, what they're going to do for the top, you know, whatever, like five or six rounds. So no, I, 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 I agree. The, the, like the, the zoom call was very reminiscent of, of a snake draft. When, when I proposed it and I, I should have come to the follow on vote session to actually advocate for this. But my, my thought was we'd be able to carve out like a weekend and do it on like a Saturday afternoon and like drink beers and like not rush through it um, and make it like a more enjoyable thing. But I guess that didn't really happen. Well, I think that's something to definitely consider for next year. I mean, you know, even if it's not um, any kind of live gathering with some number of members of the league, 
maybe yeah, maybe like start start it in a, on an afternoon. You know, God willing, we can get everybody's schedule coordinated. Although I don't know if if, if we can't get people's schedule coordinated for a, a weekday, you know, weekend like 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 a weekend daytime thing this year. Like I don't think it's ever gonna happen. I'm not sure we tried though this year. I still feel like we could have if if we tried. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're right. Like this, this obviously be the year. I, 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 like everyone has a different goal for the draft, and I'm sure some people just want to get it over as quickly as possible, or force head Frogger in their place. But I personally, like, I love the idea of breaking it up and like doing like half one time and half the other time because you it really like. Taking a break to like think and reassess your strategy halfway through, it, it actually is like very meaningful. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think rounds like you know one through six could happen on on one evening, and you know seven through whatever whatever it is, fifteen or sixteen can happen on another evening. Yeah, so we don't do rounds because it's an auction draft, Johnny. But I get you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, picks six times twelve, whatever that is, seventy-two, uh, and then uh, the rest yeah. of the whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. auction draft. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I wish ESPN had was, and maybe it exists, I, I, I tried to find it, was like draft results that broke down um, auction value by position. So you could see like how, like how the players that you drafted at a certain position and, and how much you paid for them compared to other players, just so that you can see, like, oh, like my wide, my like best wide receiver, I got for this amount of money. This guy, you know, paid way more money later in the draft, or way less money in the draft. Like, oh, I, I did a good job or a terrible job. But there's no, I couldn't find any way to, to see the list of, of of players by position and how much they went for. Okay, so I have all this. It's in the spreadsheet that I've been linking out to everyone. You can look at it literally right now. This is at please why? No. This is at um, the spreadsheet. No, it's not at a website. It's a Google sheet, um, and it's our, our official history archives, but I updated it with draft data this year, which is literally exactly what you're asking for. Um, really? Yeah. I'm going to email you the link right now, and you're going to go to it and tell me if it's what you wanted. Now, while you're doing that, I know we don't talk about other leagues. I will say I, I did a work league draft this afternoon on Yahoo, and yeah. your draft interface is so much better. It, it's like it, it just has like such obvious features. Um, like you can very easily click, and it tells you like what positions every team has. So it's very if you're like waiting on quarterback, it's very easy to like quickly say like what other teams are also waiting on quarterback, things like that. Um, that make it like it make a really big difference. I've heard that CBS and Yahoo are just like leaps and bounds. I, yeah, ESPN is like is bad. I'm and I'm in ESPN and like in in both of my leagues and like the 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 draft that I hosted, you can't even do an offline draft through the website. You have to like you know do your draft like we get a draft board and and it's fine, but you can't like like there's nowhere that like updates the picks pick by pick. Yeah. So you have to like be like you have to like constantly be crossing off like names and like on a piece of paper that, that you have or like on a, on some kind of spreadsheet that you have. But it, but even that's hard because on ESPN's rankings you can't you can't export them to a to an Excel spreadsheet to make it easy to like delete names as they get picked. It's terrible. And yeah, yeah I've, I've heard the CBS now are better. I'm I'm not saying we should change because we actually can't with all the league data and history. But I, I'm surprised at how how 
bad ESPN as compared to the competition. Well, all the league data in history seems like it's is well kept. Uh, I, I do my best. Um, okay, so are you looking at what each person spent by position? Is this what you're talking yeah, this, about? This is amazing. I, I only I got this and I only looked. I didn't realize there were, that there were more than one tab. I was only looking at the um, um, like the the historical data. Yes, spreadsheets can have more than one tab now. It's pretty cool. They added that like a year ago. It's yes. Kind of yes, yes. And what's super cool, you can actually have formulas from like one tab to another tab. Um, <laughs> you should try it out sometime. Maybe Elliot can show you. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he could. He's he, It's amazing. He's already like surpassed me. Um, oh, this is amazing. Good so job. Yeah, for anyone that didn't look at this, um, I broke out what each person, what each manager spent by position. And I also sorted the what each individual player went by position, so you can easily compare like what each quarterback went against each other, running back, wide out, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what stands out to me, and I called this out in my in my commentary. I'm curious if you agree or not. If you look at wide receivers, I think by far the worst pick of the draft was Odell Beckham to Hudson at 31. Um. So he went ahead of, yeah, I mean, I think there, oh, God, where did he go, though? Um, he went to I mean, Hudson for 31 is where he went. No, no, I know, but like, but but when? It, it was actually quite early in the draft, so there wasn't, like, the market probably wasn't set that well yet. Um, but Hudson has done, has done auction drafts before. He made that very clear. I mean, do you think it's possible that he's just high on Odell and thinking that he might I mean, he, he, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seventh highest paid in a group with like Juju and Cooper Cup. It, like, it's like, there's eight. a drop after Julio, like by $9. So, so I agree, right? So you've got, yeah, you've got Thomas and Adams, and then you've got like the top two, then Hill, Hopkins, Godwin, and Julio are all within like a dollar of each other. Very close. Yeah. Um, and then a big drop off. So it's yeah, so it's he's not being priced as like a, a elite round one wideout, but like this is essentially priced as like a second round pick, maybe early third at the worst. Um, like I would, regardless of price, I'm I would take Robert Woods over over Odell Beckham. He went for less than half the amount. You think Robert Woods is gonna outperform Odell this year? Hundred percent. You want, to, you want to bet? You want to bet on it? Oh, are you hundred percent? I am a I am a hundred percent confident that Robert Woods will outperform Odell Beckham in fantasy the way our league scores cumulative over the season. No, I, I have no skin in that game, but I don't think that's going to happen. That's why I'm saying we could bet on it. If yeah, I think I, it'll happen, I'm, we don't. I'm not going to. I also owe you from Josh Allen from last year. Oh, I know. God, we still got to do our disc golf bet. I thought that was a great bet, actually, that I came up with. So what the the winner the winner what the the winner um uh it, it shows the game. Yeah. No. Uh. Yes. So back when the Sixers and Celtics were playing in the first round, before I <laughs> gave up all fucking hope on the Sixers and basketball as a sport to pay attention to. Basketball's great. Um, Yoni Frogger and I one weekend we're gonna drive. We're gonna. It was, it was, I think it was Sunday when the Sixers Celtics were playing the afternoon. We were gonna meet at a disc golf course that was like somewhere between Boston and Maine that Frogger picked, and then whoever won 
if it was either Frogger or me, we drive back to Boston to watch a game. And if it was you, we drive back to Maine to watch a game. So the loser is essentially adding like three hours of driving to, to their day. Um, I thought that was a good bet. Well, it was, it was a good bet, but then I also added on the caveat that I get a three-stroke um, yeah, hitting yeah, that's fine, but yeah. you're not going to beat Frogger. Frogger plays disc golf like every fucking day. You're not, you're not going to beat Frogger with a three-stroke penalty, uh, handicap. Oh, you think even with that, I wouldn't have come close? Even if, it, okay. Have you, have you been like playing a lot? I play um, like twice a week on two different, not, sorry, not twice a week, like two or three times a month, sorry. Uh, two very different months. Yeah, I know. Um, and I alternate between two different courses that are local here. One is like totally wooded and one is like the opposite, like totally wide open. Do you play with uh, like real disc golf discs? Yeah, I, Elliot and I have purchased like a couple of like sets. I don't, I don't think that they're, they're like, um, I think they're both in uh, Inova's, Inova sets. And so, yeah, we, we, we've got like a, you know, a bag full of discs. But I don't think they're really like high quality. But there's like, you know, a, a couple of each different type of disc. Um, so yeah, uh, you you would you I feel very confident that you would not be a frogger. But uh, Oh I don't I don't think that I would either. It's uh I, I would give you a five stroke lead, and I, I I still would, would bet bet on heaven. But maybe if maybe if it was one of my home courses, that might give me a couple extra strokes of advantage. Potentially, but I, I, if he was, he would just drive up like the day before and play that course a lot. He has a <laughs> lot of free time and like no, nothing, like no other frisbee outlets for his life. Uh, he's, he's like very serious about his disc golf right now. He's played in like competitive tournaments over the summer. Oh my God. Well, I still want to make it happen regardless of, um, yeah, I'll, I will, um, well, I don't want to give him the Celtics now, but I will, um, I'll maybe do that for a Celtics Easter conference finals game if you guys want to. A Celtic Sixers what? I said Celtics Easter Conference Finals, not Sixers. Thank you, Yoni. Are you you're you're that confident in my team? Um, I'm pretty confident. I I what a it's a it's a big regret of mine that I didn't bet on that series because uh, I I actually meant to bet the series in the Celtics' favor before it started. I felt very confident they were going to win, um, and I still feel pretty confident about that. What was the line in the series going into it? I, I honestly didn't even check. But I, because I completely forgot. If I had checked, I would have been on the spot. But I, I know Toronto was favored. Um, yeah. I, I would have taken them. If, I would take the Celtics at anything Toronto favored, no matter like, no matter what the payout was. I was really despondent when we t- when we talked right after, um, and the Nobi hit that shot one of the nights that you bailed on me for the pod. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I didn't want to bail, um, especially because I bailed. Because I was on this fucking new parent Zoom at Cora's daycare, and that was supposed to be an hour, and then people just asked questions for like two and a half hours straight about all their COVID protocols, and it was a disaster. Um, and I didn't want to waste parents time. Ask, parents ask questions. Sorry to interrupt. Parents ask questions about everything. Like, get used to it, like COVID or otherwise. Yeah, I, I guess I'm learning that, and I didn't want to. Those meetings like, are so like, painful. I didn't want to use up all of my like husband capital for the month by bailing on it to podcast with you. I mean, I, I did, but I, I chose not to, which I think was a right decision. 
Yeah, that's that's moving you up in the husband rankings, not the parenting rankings, but the husband rankings. No, because now I know how to drop her off and sign the form in the morning and do all the bullshit they have to do for COVID and blah, 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 blah. But, but you would have figured that out by just dropping her off and being like, what do I have to do? And, I am well aware. Yeah, so you didn't learn anything that you wouldn't have learned in two seconds just by real life experience. Anyway, what, like, what, how, how bad was your mood after, after that Enobi uh, shot? That was a great uh, sequence. I was watching on my phone. I was, I was glad that, I watched it. Both of those passes by, by those point guards were like out of this world. Like Kemba's no look bounce pass to Tice was sick. And then, and then that, like, I don't think people talk about that pass that Lowry made enough. Like that was insane. It, it, had, like, top, it had like topspin on it and it was like a soccer throw in. And it literally hit Ananobi like in his shooting pocket like over taco it was insane yeah i i completely agree it's even before the ananobi shot like i can't remember like a, a possession that like the, like the Celtics possession where it's like a tie game the team needs to score your season like a huge moment your season's on line or even not and you give up like a wide open duck like i i just can't ever remember something like that happening did you say a wide open dunk yeah, for the tight shot. Oh, you're. I mean, that makes it sound like Kemba was dunking. Tice had a wide open dunk. He did dunk. I know. We're, 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 yes. I'm saying like that's that's. Oh, where somebody why gets are you a wide open dunk. By this? You say we're. Oh, you. Oh, you. You. Sorry. You. You said when somebody gets a wide open dunk on like a game. To, to yeah, I'm saying to... when. On, when can you possibly remember like a team has like, uh -huh. five seconds left for a last second shot against a completely locked in defense, and what they get is a wide open dunk. Like that yeah. never happens. I mean, there have been like a couple of plays in the past. I mean, whatever, a couple of years where like games have ended on like buzzer beating dunks, but that's been on like a drive, like like a one person just blows blows by their guy, like whatever something breaks down, and then they get like a dunk to end the game. But this was like a like like an orchestrated play that was like a you know like a nice yeah, yeah. that was that was amazing. You you were like um um kind of disparaging of Kemba at the start of the year. Have you have you revised your your opinion of him having watched him a little bit more this year? So I admitted this to Frogger like by game two or three of the Sixer series. Um, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed watching it with the Celtics. Like, if, if I didn't want to root against them because they're a Boston team and they beat the Sixers, I, I think they would be my favorite team in the playoffs, if not, if not the league. They, you don't they, like are, the heat? they are quite fun to watch play. I think the Heat are really fun to watch play. Um, I like the Heat, too. I do. Hard, like, it's hard for me to watch them and not be sad that Jimmy Butler's on that team and not our team. Um, and I don't think they're quite as smooth on offense, but... Yeah, I agree. The Heat are, good, are fun to watch. Um, yeah, Kemba, the thing about, like, I actually kind of think the Celtics are going to are gonna win the title this year. Um, I, I think I overrate them because of how good they always play the Sixers. But you guys, you're in a really, it's a really unique team in that, like, your best shot creator slash offensive player is not your best player. But, like, Kemba's still, I, I think, your best one-on-one -on -one scorer. But he's definitely not your best player. So you just have, like, so much, like, redundancy of players that can, like, make big plays for you. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's really hard to stop you guys. Yeah. I mean, it takes 
it takes Kemba, Jalen, and Jason. Like two of them have to have awful games for it to not like click. Like in game, like in game three, they weren't even close because kind of they all they all played like garbage. But yeah, they're they're tough to stop. And then uh, Hayward is back in the bubble, but I'm not I'm not sure what they're gonna get back get from him. Um, um, yeah, I was I was talking to Frogger earlier today. Like I'm not even sure you need him. Like I, you probably do if you're gonna beat um, one of the LA teams, but they don't look they don't look unbeatable. I, I I think you guys get to the finals right now. If Hayward can come back and allow um, Ojale and Wanamaker to not see the court, that would make me so happy. Um, yeah, you 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 drop off considerably after. I guess you're top five now when Smart starts. You're top six when Hayward's there. Well, I, I mean, I, I think Rob Williams is, like, a really capable player. Like, he, he does exactly what he needs to do. He doesn't, like, really take anything off the table. Wanamaker is just infuriating. And Ojale just feels like he's running around with his head cut off. Yeah. They're, they're, tough, they're tough to cheer for. All right. We're getting the, we're, we're, we're sidetracked. Get off the Celtics. Come back, come back, to, the, come back to the auction track. What do you All think? Right. So the Power Rankings came out. Your team is a pretty mediocre seventh. Well, that's what you think. <clears throat> that is what I think, but I'm letting you now talk about what you think. Okay. Um, the other take-home that I had from the draft was that, and I, I wonder if this will adjust next year, is, or maybe this happens in all auction drafts. You know, we were commenting on, commenting on it during the draft, um, how much value there was at the end of the draft. And so I wonder if people like shot their wads at the beginning, just kind of not ever having done this before really. Um, and like those values at the end, that kind of CB saved all of his money to take advantage of. I think that might be the way of the future. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's one of the reasons auction drafts are so much, there's so much more strategy. Not but do you think like, that, you're engaged the whole time. Every pick is like your pick as opposed to a snake draft where you wait for 10 minutes between picks. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> I was, um, I was overall pretty impressed by the quality of drafting, like throw Frogger out. I, <laughs> I think, I think Odell Beckham was, was bad. And there are a couple, and there are a couple like that, but, but overall, like if you look through, like the way I sorted by position, it's like it's relatively in order. Like like markets developed in a pretty smart way in each position, uh, which I was generally impressed by. Um, I I, just, I guess I wasn't expecting it. I I also went in, I went in with CB's mindset, and I'll get to you on the podcast. I'm curious just how intentional it was or not. But anytime I go into an auction, I will almost always try to save money for the end because if you if you're the only one with money left, like you can just control everything in the in the last like quarter of the auction and get anyone you want. And CB did that. Now, the flip side is like he got a ton of players that think of good value, um, but then if you look at them, like I'm not sure any of them are all that exciting on their own. He just got like a lot of he got like a lot of B plus players at like C minus prices. Yeah. What is his team name? He's. Um, I don't know. The choir boys. Uh, oh. I never know. It, it always knows me if people change their names. I don't know who everyone is. He's Teams the hydrochlorothelins. Are... Uh-huh. Um, like his key, like. Yeah, $250 players and then a whole bunch of like. 
his team is his team is solid. It's like I think James Conner could be really good. Like Kamara and Conner, that that's a probably above average running backs. Adams and Thielen probably above average wideouts. Stafford and Goff probably average to above average QBs. Andrews good tight end. Like he's really solid everywhere. I remember DJ Moore. Oh, yeah, you got him. I remember him being like, God damn it, he went for very little money. So he was, by the end, I, I spent big on a couple players earlier than I wanted to. One was Saquon. I'd love your thoughts on him because I, I had him at the top of my board. I think it's kind of a huge season. You want that? You want my thoughts on him now? Yeah, yeah. That's why I paused. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the cue. Um,. I have no idea about the Giants this year. I, I mean, I think, yeah, he's he's going to be he's going to be awesome. I don't know if he's going to be number one or if it, I mean, I think it's going to be McCaffrey, but it very well could be Saquon. And I guess for like nine dollars, you save nine bucks, you know, between the two. And if you think it's a toss up, I mean, yeah, that's nine. That's nine bucks that you have that whoever has McCaffrey doesn't have. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I was happy with that. What's um not to go too far in the Giants, but give your Daniel Jones take because there are. There are people that have him as, like, cracking the top 10 this year for QBs. I mean, I, I haven't seen, like, I I haven't, um, you know, watched any, like, training camp video. And, like, all I can all I can glean is whatever, like, the, the reports are. And I, I don't know, like, tra- tra- training camp reports are notoriously, like, over positive. So yeah. I'm glad that there's positive reports. But, I mean, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I think they're going to get – I think they play the Steelers on Monday night, and that's going to be – rough because you know apparently the Steelers D is supposed to be you know number one or like you know really really tough um I I just uh, it's 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 not it's nice to go into a season with a quarterback um who offers like a glimmer of hope I might have said this last year on, on one of the pods that I was on but like you know you knew what you were getting with Eli which towards the end was not very much at all and here you have a guy who like if there's any kind of pressure can can run the ball which is kind of unheard of for a Giants quarterback in the last, you know, 15 years. And he's got a can and he's got like a big arm. And um, I think last year, like none of their top five offensive players played together and barring an injury in the next, you know, week, like they're all going to start the season healthy, which is. I, I think exciting. Golden Tate's injured, isn't he? Oh, well, there goes that. Um, all right. So. I don't know. They, the Giants could win five games, and I wouldn't be surprised. They could win ten games, and I wouldn't be surprised. Which I guess you could say that same range for like a lot of teams. But um, yeah, I think yeah, sure. If Saquon stays healthy, then of course he'll be. That sixty-one bucks might be might be a steal. All right. Well, anyway, back to DJ Moore. I'm glad you think he's a good pick. I I don't remember the exact point of draft, but I I I saved like I didn't bid for a long, long time. Um, saving up and, and DJ Moore is like the player I was targeting for like a good like 30 picks or so um I was like purposely not bidding on anyone until him and by the time he came up like it, he was relatively late in the draft I think he was one of the last like <coughs> what, what I'll call wide out one RB ones um QB ones actually he probably was the last of that group like the top yeah, 12 he, each position that was, so, that was I mean if you were targeting him that was like really fortuitous for you because I remember like looking at like Whatever his his ESPN ranking was, I think it might have even been like thirty, and like he was, yeah. There were like forty names after him that had already been auctioned yeah. off, and like for some reason he just like he just wasn't you know put up for bid. So I mean that that worked out really well for you, you know, the combination of you targeting him and saving your money, and him not being you know put up for auction. 
Yeah, I agree. So much of it, he, I mean, he was one of the players I was targeting heading into the draft, not just the fact that he slipped so far, but, but so much of it is actually like when in the draft a player is put up for auction. Um, yeah, I, I, I felt like my strategy for nominating players was kind of non-existent because I was so, I was so focused on just trying to like, like grasp, you know, my, my, my own bidding strategy that I wasn't really thinking about. Like, like it, it, would, it would come time for me to, to auction somebody, to, to put somebody up for auction, and I, I wouldn't really have a good sense for who to put up for auction in terms of, like, the flow of what had been going on recently. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get that. I'm not sure I was doing it off the flow. I mean, my strategy, which is not novel by any means, is auction off high value, like, put up high value players that you don't want and get other people to spend their money. Yeah. So every every single time I I did that, like I I probably put up Mahomes and Jackson. I probably put up any of the top quarterbacks every time I was up because I didn't want any of them. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, seems like the seems like the auction draft was a success. I I I would be surprised if we vote against it at this point. I, I don't I don't think anyone hated it enough to to need to go back. But. Yeah, I mean, for for anybody who doesn't who didn't want to spend a long, long time drafting for whatever reason, you know, we've gone over like that's that's silly, but um, it didn't last. I mean, it was it was what maybe like an extra like thirty or forty minutes compared to our historical snake drafts. I'll say, I'll say it was maybe an extra full hour, but again, like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. All right, so 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 your team coming in at seven, too high, too low. Where do you see yourself finishing? Don't don't say back to back to back. Um. I think, I mean, everybody drafts their team and is, and is excited about it because they theoretically got the players that they kind of wanted. But I, it seems to me like it's a little bit low. Um, I think, so, um, I like my three wide receivers. No, I, oh, wow, I've got four. I've got four, like, really good wide receivers, I think, that, that could all finish top 24. Julio, um, Juju, Cortland Sutton, and Henry Ruggs. No, I'm McLaurin. Oh, I miss McLaurin. Yeah, fine. I mean, so, McLaurin so like and Sutton would finish, like, between 20 and 24 in that case. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, sure. Um, you didn't like my Juju pick, but, I, I mean, I, I certainly think with, with Roethlisberger back, he's got top, you know, eight potential. He, he definitely does. I, I just think, like, he was really bad last year. And, like... Like, truly elite, like, why not ones, like, are, are sort of QB agnostic. Like, they can perform with bad QBs. Even Mason Rudolph? I, I mean, like, Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Watson, Hopkins had, uh, like, terrible fucking QBs every year until yeah. Watson got there. Um, yeah. DJ Moore last year with, who was it, Kyle Allen, was good. Like, yeah. it's... it's I don't know. I, I don't think it was a quarterback. I think it was him getting number one coverage without Antonio Brown there. And that's what would scare me. No, but didn't he do, didn't he like do exceptionally well the year that he did great even after, wasn't that the year that Antonio like got hurt or like went eight, like went kind of off his rocker? Maybe It was maybe the year not. he started to go off his rocker and I think he might've gotten suspended a game or two, but he still played most of the season. Okay. Well, I mean, so they've got they, they've got this rookie. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I was I, I was high on Juju, so I, so I wasn't so upset. I mean, I, I think it's probably like a couple bucks too much, 
but I think he was earlier on in the draft. And I mean, I don't, I don't think I like totally whiffed on that pick. No, I, I don't think that's an egregious pick, but well, if he doesn't did last year, then it is. Um, so, I think my wide receivers are, you know, above average. I think my running backs are probably the, like, like a weakness and like Miles Sanders needs to be, you know, a top five RB. Um, and then I need, I need one of these. Um, Your QBs these, are also a weakness, Yoni, because you have Drew Locke starting. Um, um, he might be really good. No, he might not be. You, you, like, you, why do you like what? What tells you Drew Lock might be really good other than he's just in the NFL? Well, again, I haven't watched any preseason football, obviously, but the couple of rankings experts that I consulted before this draft all thought that he might, you know, be like, um, you know, some kind of uh, hidden gem especially in a two QB league. So I, I was excited to get him and not, um, I can't remember who else, who, who the other quarterbacks going around him were, but so I was glad it was like, it was like him and Bridgewater and um, some other garbage quarterbacks when maybe he's a garbage quarterback, but. Right. I mean, that's the company he's going in. So it's indicative of something. I, like, okay. I don't think it's bad that Drew Lock in your roster what you should have done is picked up like Fitzpatrick or Tyrod Taylor or someone like that and just had a third quarterback on your roster. Yeah. I mean, I, like towards the end of the draft, I was just, I was going after um, like high upside rookie running backs. Maybe you can trade Antonio Gibson for a quarterback. <laughs> no. So like, so I think with San, I think between San, like with Sanders and between Deandre Swift, uh, JK Dobbins and Antonio Gibson, like one of those three guys, is going to, I think, be good. And so at that point, I'll have like, you know, average to above average running backs and maybe slightly below average quarterbacks. I've got, I think, a good defense. I've got um, a top one or two tight end. So are you, you got to be happy in hindsight that you lost on Kelsey Rapp, oh, right? I mean, yeah, that, that worked out serendipitously well, of course. Yeah. I mean, that, that might be the best, like, Kittles for 21 when Kelsey went for 38 you, might be the best value in the draft. I mean, it should go for almost the same amount. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I wonder what happened there. If like the person that I was bidding against, like had zero interest in a, in a tight end and like other people just kind of like lost track of what was going on. And I, I don't know. It just seems, it seemed weird. Like, every auction value of Kittles was like, you know, like in a hundred dollar budget was like 15, 16, 18 bucks. Yeah. I don't even think Kelsey went that high. Like Kelsey maybe went, I had him at 35 on my budget. Like you went yeah. a little bit above that. Just Kittle went for so low. Yeah. I stopped hitting at 36 on Kelsey. I'm not even a fan of Ertz. Like I didn't go into the draft wanting Ertz, but at 16, even that's like, like tight end just went really low other than Gronk at eight and uh, Kelsey at 38. <laughs> Yeah. And so the pick that's like that, that is initial, that seems like it might like bite me off the bat is $11 on DeAndre Swift because he got hurt, hasn't practiced much. And now they signed Peterson, which is kind of ironic because I have Gibson, but um, we're one yeah, more open. The, other one closes. the problem with what you're saying, is, 
like like Marlon Mack's not going to be the starter in Indy for very long. No, so, I I know I know, but that was that was my second to last pick, and like he was he was a person who I felt like I, I could plug in, and like worst case scenario, if like Jonathan Taylor like didn't pan out or got hurt, I would have him, and if not, I could just drop him, and he was a buck, whatever. Yeah. So so I would truly be quite happy if Miles Sanders is that top five running back. I I really don't think he will be. Why not? I, I think he. I, I don't think I think he's like noticeably skill wise, like a step worse than the type of player people think he is. Uh-huh. Um, he the O line is significantly worse this year. That's been a strength of ours for multiple years. Um, the offense should be better because we have more targets to throw to. But I'm not sure that's better for Sanders as there's more other pass catchers who are competent. And I, 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 he. He has an injury. He's only been in the league one year, but he has an injury history. I, I just, I, just I, I don't know. I just don't think he's quite as good as those other I, players. I, I, I've never seen him play, but he was on my team last year and was amazing the second half of the year. And so he had a I really guess, strong like last six weeks of the season, and that's he, what everyone's I, going off of. Carried me to the title. Yeah, don't remind me. Um, I like. I don't think. Like, I think he could be – I think he'll make top 10. I think he'll, like, finish between, like, 8 and 12 if he stays healthy. I don't think he'll be bad. I just don't think he's, like, top 5. Well, according to your spreadsheet here, he's – I got him at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8 through 12. Yeah, it's I, – I get that. Um, and you can play this game all day long of, like, players that went for lower values. Like, I would – like, Sanders at 43 – yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm trying to pick a name below who I would definitely rather have than him. Um, like, I'm not sure he's better than Kenyon Drake at 34. I, I'm actually not sure he's better than Chris Carson at 25. Chris Carson's really undervalued. That like, was a good pick. That's like 1,200 yards and like eight touchdowns. Um, like, he, super solid. Yeah. But you can do that with almost any pick if you, if you, go, yeah. if you go deep enough. Um, all right, so you, we'll see. I mean, I, I think your team, I don't know. I, I think it's average. Like, I think you're, I guess you're right. You're, if Juju's good, your wideouts are good, but I, I, and Kittle's good. I don't think your QBs or anything is going to give you an advantage. I don't think your running back's going to give you an advantage. You're not, um, you're not, high, you're not high on like the Matt Ryan, uh, redemption, uh, redemption no, year. I, I am high on Matt Ryan. Um, I, I, I think he could easily finish like in the five to 10 range, um, probably the back half of that. But like, let's, let's say Ryan finishes like seventh or eighth, right? I think everyone would probably say it's a pretty good outcome for him. I think you pair that with Drew Locke finishing like 25th. And I don't think that's like a great combination. If he fit. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I need like Ryan to finish fifth, like, you know, like be, be like between five and seven and Locke to finish. Yeah. Like between 23 and 26. And then I'd be happy with that. That's literally what I just said, basically, and I don't think you'd be happy with that. Like that, that's—I mean, that—that's not going to give you. You're, you're going to be at a QB deficit every week if Ryan finishes sixth and Locke finishes twenty-fourth. Um, like maybe not literally every week, but the majority of teams will have a better QB combo than that. So you think Joe Burrow is sixteen times better than? Drew Locke? 
I don't think he's 16 times better, but that's not how pricing works in a draft because I well, don't think um, 16 times more valuable. Like I don't think Kyler Murray is twice as valuable as Daniel Jones, but he went for twice as much. Like that's, that's just not how pricing works. <laughs> um, I don't think, well, maybe I do think Mahomes is 72 times more valuable than Drew Locke. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. He definitely uh, makes it a few times more. So we feel, do you feel bad for Noah at all? The team is is so bad. Um, yeah. Um, I don't, I, Noah doesn't care, so that's why I don't feel bad for him. Yeah the the outcome the outcome of his season was going to be the same either way. You what last place? Yeah. Was Plus, there a punishment? What did you punish him with for last year? Um, I don't think I enforced anything, but did Noah lose the year? Be- is he the two-time loser? Uh, I'm not actually sure if he lost last year. I'll, I'll check. No. I'll check on it- the standings. It might have been like a priest or something. No, priest made the playoffs. It might have been Vigo. Well, I thought I thought the punishment carried over, and that was a photo in the bathroom, a photo of the winner in the bathroom of the loser. And I think now that I'm remembering it, Lionel put an awesome photo, Wildwood photo in his bathroom from two years ago. No, that was Noah who did that. And Noah also lost last year. Noah lost to Vigo in the trunk last year. So then Noah can just keep that photo, that Wildwood photo in his bathroom for another year. That's fine by me. I mean, they can put up another photo or something. By the way, there's um, our, our league, our league image of the year. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> it, it's pretty good. It's uh, pretty good, I'll say. Um, so you were <laughs> a little quick. Um, what, what is that? It's, I believe it's the definition, literally a lunch of leftovers. <laughs> that is the delicious lunch that you ate. Uh, might be our longest running team name. That kind of looks like my uh, fridge. <laughs> If that's what you meant by delicious lunch of leftovers, Yoni, I don't, I don't know if we're on the same page. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I would have fed you guys so well. I had like bread. I had bread going that day. Like, um, I I do want a sourdough lesson. I legitimately want that. Yeah, I've got this burrata like um, uh, to- like topping that is is like outrageous. And I was gonna make homemade pesto. I've got like basil galore. Yeah. There's there's fresh tomatoes like uh, that you can't eat. You you can't eat how many tomatoes I have. I can eat as many tomatoes as I want to. No, fresh off the vine. All right. So, last point to hammer home about Noah's team. Have you yeah. looked at the projected scores for this week? For no. One? So, 11 teams are bunched between 131 and 138. So, a seven-point difference in projection for 11 teams. Noah is at 105. Well, is he starting his max lineup? I don't even know if it matters. He's starting to put the draft with for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could debate it. Like, sure, he could. Like, maybe he starts Gallup over Edelman or over Golden Tate. Oh, but Tate's projected to play at nine points, so I don't know. Well, he needs to get Fournette out of there. He doesn't have a running back on his. Oh, he has Ingram. Ingram, yeah. Who the hell is Taewon Taylor? I don't even, I've never even heard of him. Literally, yeah, I, neither have I. 
Oh, he's projected for zero, so it's not the max lineup. So he can maybe add, he puts in Gallup as 11 points, and he's only 15 behind everyone else. Um, yep, this team is atrocious. Yeah. They, they changed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm familiarizing myself with the new uh, layout here. Of this, of this, of like the scoreboard and the uh, of the weekly scoreboard here. Uh, is it actually different? Like, is, there, is, there one, is there more than one tab? Is that what it is? No, I mean I, maybe I'm, I was just never on the desktop last year. Um, it, it looks it looks pretty much the same. All right, Yoni. I think we are actually going to have a guest join us for the end of this podcast. Oh, oh, excellent. Uh, any, any guesses on who it may be? Um, is it Fuse out to reclaim his spot in the league in a uh, blood feud with Ed? Um, that would be interesting. Um, I think Ed would kill Fuse, if, uh, to just be clear. Uh, you think I would, like, in person? If they Fuse had a blood fuse, like- I think, uh, a blood, a blood fuse, a blood feud, I think Fuse would die. Why? Why does Ed want to be in this league? I don't know. I, I also like. Like I like Ed. I've, I've met Ed a couple times at Wildwoods, and like you know, obviously like a really really great guy. I'm surprised Anton went outside of Tron. So I think Anton realized he kind of fucked up a little bit by out like overfusing fuse, and then panicked and realized we'd revolt if he fucked up the league, and then. How do you anyone he could? He 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 did, um, like he did try um, people within Tron. I, I talked to him a little bit about it. I, I even reached out to some some of my Boston Tron acquaintances, but had no luck. You had no luck. Like nobody wanted to join this league. I, I asked one person who did not <laughs> want to join this league. I will not name them because you won't name your sources. Anton. He said he reached out to Trons, but I don't remember who he said, and I don't believe he actually did it. Huh. Well, I mean, look, it, it's it, it's going to work out great, and Ed will be uh, an integral member going forward. Um, but yeah, that's just yeah, that, that's just what crossed my mind. Um, do you think Ed's in it for life? Um, I don't see. Why he would remove himself from the potential for glory? Well, what if Fuse wants to come back? Um, I don't. Do you you think if Fuse at well, first of all, that's never going to happen. But do you think if Fuse asked to come back, Anton would let him? That's a great question because it means Anton would have to kick out Ed, who's the only person he likes as much as Tron Chat in the world, I believe. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard what Bill Simmons does in his league? Yeah. I've always kind of liked that idea. Um, but that kind of thing I, happen I, don't, in- I don't think we would actually ever do it. We, 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 we wouldn't do it. And that kind of thing like has way more effect. And for the listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, sports guy who we listen to, Bill Simmons, is in a podcast with 12 other guys, so 13 league members total. And every year the winner kicks out one member of the league who did not win the year before in a big end-of-the-year bank 
No, so, it's, oh, no it's, it's, it's at the league winner, yeah, yeah. They, they vote. Yeah, that, that's right. Everybody prepares, and the winner kicks out one member at right, right before the draft begins. But that would require... I, I don't think the winner kicks them out. I think they vote. No, I, I think it's a unilateral decision. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure the league votes on who to kick out each year altogether. And the winner cannot be kicked out, but, but they vote. And that's what makes it interesting. Mm, you're wrong. Well, all right. I'll, I don't know. Right into his mailbag, maybe he'll tell us. Okay. Um, anyway, um, I've been trying to add someone to this call for like five minutes while I've been stalling, and it's not working. So let me let me hang up, and I'll just stitch this together. I'll call you back in a minute. Okay. Frog, you're live on the pod. Yo, good to be here. Um, yeah, a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, thank you for joining. We already did most of our Celtics talk. Let's do more. And talk about how you did a pretty bad job. Let's do more. What? All right. You guys do your Celtics talk for me. How about that we'll Jalen dug last night, huh, Frog? Oh my God, that that was vicious. That was very, very like Giannis, like he just jumped and just like extended his arm as it was slamming in. It was it was really sweet. I couldn't believe it when he left. I was like, oh no way. And then it's yeah, he just kept going and going. And I, I think he like he kind of had his arm on Ananobi's shoulder and maybe used that a little bit to like stay airborne. But that was freaking ridiculous. Yeah, you know how Jalen like maybe he didn't do much this year, but maybe last year and the year before like. He just kept trying to do these like ridiculous poster dunks and would always miss them. Like yeah. this, this is the first one I can remember that like looked ridiculous that he actually kind of slammed home. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad that he had a really good game. He was, uh, I was beginning to worry about his, uh, like he was going to be at a, like if, if he played poorly in game five, I would, that would have been like an official slump, but he was great uh, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and how about Tice too? I, I like couldn't believe how how good he was on defense. It just seems like they can't score when he's out. Yeah, he's he's so awesome. Like I, he just like showed up a couple years ago, and they're like, oh yeah, they found him in Germany, and like now he's he's just like so solid. All right, so interjection by Nart because uh, this is enough. So so Yoni Frogger tipped me off to this thing that Tice does. Maybe oh, every single fan knows about it. Where, yeah, when someone's driving the lane, he just turns and boxes out. It's like clearly an offensive so. foul. It's definitively an offensive. He boxes out like three seconds before a shot. He's not moving. Out. No, he's yeah, not. He just, he, sometimes he moves, but most of the time he's he's not moving any more than a normal screen. Yeah, and he is. Is there is there another NBA player that? Yeah, Robert Williams does it now. But the, I think the truth is it's not that easy to do. You have to be, like, pretty mobile, and you have to know where your guy's going to go. Yeah. He kind of, like, he, he he does, like, he kind of, like, shifts. Like, as, as, as his teammate is, like, driving by him, he kind of shifts to kind of keep himself between his teammate and the guy that he's sealing off to, like, to, to, to keep that lane open. It's a thing of beauty. I, once Frogger showed me it, it, it's a great move. I respect it, but he's definitely offensive foul. He puts his arms out for <laughs> boxing out. And he's definitely well, like, but here's the thing. Backwards here's the thing. His, he, he does it with his back to the player. Like, like his, his butt, his butt is like, his, his arms, his arms are out, but they're not wrapping around the player that he's sealing off. His arms are just out. Like, 
like 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 nothing's happening. Like he's just like you know olaying his teammate by him, but he's not he's not initiating any kind of contact with the guy that's on his butt. Right. And by the time he puts his arms out, like the shot's about to go up, and like the refs just let people do their box out thing with their arms. If it was a foul, it, he would be called for a foul. That guy gets called for the most bogus fouls of any player in the NBA. Yes. I'm surprised he didn't get called for that foul where he got kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Face face to the shoe foul, like like insulting um, uh, uh, Siakam's shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, Marcus all defensive team, uh, first, first team selection this year. How about that? Yeah, that's big. That strip that he had on Lauer yesterday? Oh, my God. He just snatched it. Yeah. He's, he does that from time to time. And then it's, swoop down on it. And then as he's falling out of bounds, of course, he keeps the uh, keeps the ball uh, in play to, to whoever. That was amazing. Yeah, he's one of the things. You see who else made What's first that? team All-NBA, Yoni? You see who else made first team All-NBA all defense? Yeah, that, I, mean, I, I mean, I feel like that's what he deserves. Ben, yeah. ben, ben Simmons. That's well deserved. They should keep him and get rid of that yep. loser Embiid. Uh, it's very possible we want. I mean, you guys don't get a lot for Embiid. It, it, it's actually a really good movie. You probably get some good shooters, and then you'll have a great team. Yeah, he Narf. Do you like like? Okay, so what's what's your what's your postseason digest on Embiid? Sadness. Like, do you think it's do you think it's salvageable between um, like are, like are the Sixers ever contenders with those two guys? It's really hard for me to explain, like, how just upset I am at the way the last three years. It's super sad. They should be, like, um, it, it should have been, like, Celtics. I mean, they should have been, I mean, obviously they should be there and, like, in these conversations. I can't, like. They should have Jason Tatum, for God's sake. <laughs> it, it's like, yes, they should have Tatum. They could have drafted differently. <laughs> but, like, the, the worst part is. They just could have made literally zero moves like the last two years, and we'd have and we'd have like we 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 would have been a top three team in the East this year, and we'd have the whole future in front of us. Like every move we've done is just like. I mean, so so does that include um, like not doing the Harris trade? One thousand percent not doing the fucking Harris trade. Like there just aren't like I can't think of another example in sports. Where you like have a homegrown team that's young that makes the playoffs for the first time, that is two budding all like two all stars who are like on the brink of all NBA players who are like 22 and 23. Like the team fits together, like it's a field where everything works, and you decide like you need to blow it up. For well, no they were getting pressure, like, it wasn't just like, like you, you blow it up, like they were getting pressure to, to start winning because of how good. Simmons and Embiid looked right. Like, wasn't that part of the story? Yeah, part kind of, but it's not like they weren't winning. We made the second round of the playoffs two years ago, and, and you guys beat us badly, and, and it, like it, it exposed some flaws in the team. But our best two players were literally in their first and second seasons right. in the NBA. Like, I, I can't, I, I can't, like rationally understand how you can look at a team whose best two players in their first and second seasons. That was the year. That was like, the year that Simmons was a rookie, start. but wasn't really a rookie. Yeah, so so sure, at a couple years of, of age, like Simmons had been a rookie year and Embiid missed two years, but like of experience, no, like 
and they were like 21 and 22. They're not, but there was just no, there was no indicator that said like, this team isn't good enough. You need to blow it all up. And they just, everything they're trying so, to do is made the team worse. So, and now, so, so if you get rid of Horford team. and um, Harris and like bring back Covington and Sarich and McConnell and Reddick, that team is better than the, than the current iteration, right? Without, without, it's still not built to win though. You still have this problem where your best two players don't play that well together. So, so we haven't gotten to that yet, and that's true. But they play a lot, lot, lot better together with shooting on the court. And we gave up. Hundred percent agree. That's the most ridiculous thing. Like Ben Simmons is a player. If you're not surrounding him with shooters, like you don't know what the NBA is. JJ Redick held our offense together. I said this before. Like he, he was so underrated for our offense. They, they couldn't keep him because he makes so much money for what he is, and they're paying Harrison Horford like ludicrous amounts of money. I don't think he wanted to stay. I've I've listened to some of right. his like podcasts where he's talked to like Jimmy Butler, and they they just agree like the the front office is a shit show. So I've listened to the same stuff. I have a slightly different take. First of all, he makes less money now than he did on the Sixers. They easily could have paid him, especially if they didn't just sign yeah, him. Uh, like, I think I think he just, I think he's agreeing with Butler in this podcast, just to like for the sake of, of having a nice conversation. I don't think Okay, he and so Yoni, he him. looked like he made a lot because they underpaid him one year with like a wink wink that they'd overpay him the next year, I think. Okay. Cause I, okay, I, so I, I I was under the impression that he was making like sixteen or eighteen or something like that, but no, he was. One his first year he made he made money mm. out there. Oh no, it was the opposite. They overpaid him and then underpaid him. But like Jordan, back me up. Like there was some sort of like agreement there, right? Like they were just using No, no, you're 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 thinking you're thinking oh, of Covington. Okay. Covington they signed to like I forget the numbers. It was like a, maybe a fifty million contract over five years. Where it was like 25 the first year when they had no other good players, then like eight the next four years. So it's like the weird. I thought Reddick was like two years, so like 15 each, something like that. It, I, think, uh. I think it was 20. But we're, we're going deep on the Sixers right now. But to answer your question, I don't I don't know if Simmons and Embiid can ever win a title together. I'm, I'm not sure I would win a title as the best player on the team. The problem with trading so, Embiid or Simmons is like you're you're potentially giving another team a championship. Like if you're taking not all stars for them. It's it's gonna be rough. Well, unless the team that they're being traded to, they become the best player, which clearly we've like like is 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 evident. Like they can't carry a team by themselves. Like right. if he gets, like if Embiid gets traded to whatever like um like the Kings or like he like he's not gonna take them to a title. Like but if he gets traded to, I don't I don't even know like what the other options are. But like another but a team with like another like superstar then. That's not Ben Simmons. Then no, that's that's an automatic contender. Right. Like if he goes to the Magic or or like even like that's potentially like makes them a very good team. Mm. Well, I mean the glass the glass half full approach is we beat the Celtics three out of four times the regular season when we had our team, and like we we obviously we should have not gone swept for you guys, but. Like, it's hard to lose your second best player when there's a huge drop. In oh yeah, that, that wasn't a fair assessment of how good the teams are. You missed you, honestly. Like, I think that proved Simmons is the most valuable player on your team, even if Embiid is the most 
like skilled or like rarely skilled player by a lot. Like Simmons, you needed yeah. fucking Simmons. Your offense is garbage. And Simmons is a great offensive, like, you know, he runs the floor. Yeah, I mean, the, be- the best we've ever looked in, the- in this era is um, two-, two years ago when we were in the place for the first time and Markel Fultz broke into his face. Um, we-, we, won- we won 20 straight games to close the season and indeed missed most of them. And Simmons was just... Oh, I remember that. He was, yeah, he was out of control. Narf, do you, th- do you think, uh, honestly, the, Celtic- the Sixers would have beaten the Celtics if Sim- Simmons had played? Uh, part part of me does. Part part of me. I would have been I would have been nervous. It, uh, oh, I would have been way more nervous. Part of me thinks so because he matches he matches up very well against Tatum. Um, I, honestly, going into the series, I thought we were going to win anyway, but I was I was obviously not. You, you remember the game we went to that. in Boston, where Simmons and Embiid played? Uh, I don't remember oh, which one that we was. we sat really close in the Celtics one by like a thousand points. And then we, and then we gambled Was it when we sat in Flagger's seats? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the gambling, George. I remember the pizza after the gambling. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, good times. So, anyway, I, I think we got to move on right. to basketball, Fred. I'm curious to get your take um, on the auction draft. And if you think the league should say auction or go back to a snake format, especially. Um, So I think the auction format exposes a lack of knowledge a little bit, and maybe even a lack of strategy (laughs) a little more than a snake would. Yeah, that's probably. And did you find out Um, to be a problem for you? Oh, about me? No, no, no. Noah's got a great team. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would have fucked up for Noah a little bit less. I still stand by some of those those trades, but or those those purchases, but but no, I no, I get it. It's not a good team. And it would have been better if it was a snake, I think. Has Noah talked to you at all? No, he's ghosted me. What is your what is your role with the team going forward uh, with, with lunch of leftovers going forward? Uh, I'm just a cheerleader, you know. I'm I'm hoping that Noah manages it to a victory. So there's no expectation for strategic um, influence or input. I mean that that wouldn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, you know, I I just gotta hope Noah's a Buccaneers fan, and uh, he definitely is a Buccaneers fan this year. <laughs> Did uh did drafting make you want to be in the league more or less? Uh, it was less fun than I expected, but why, it was also overwhelmed. What's that? Why? Because like like why was it less fun in terms of just of, of like of like the, the the league banter during the actual draft? Yeah, there the banter and it also just took a long time. Um, so, but. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it like I just had a little higher expectation for that. But it was also a little bit more interesting than I, I expected um, to just think about the players and stuff like that. But but really, like I'm so out of touch with the NFL, like it really, it's it's hard to get very excited. So so I'm still not very high on on being in the league. Okay. Gotcha. Were, now, were you offered an official spot? Uh, it was thrown out. I don't know how official 
the offers were. I got the impression if I wanted it, I could have had it, but. But there was never a, a written formal extension. No, of no, I didn't get any documentation. That's a little shady because Yoni was commenting earlier that he surprised Anton went outside of Tron. Yeah, I think I think Anton shows really well though. Uh, I think. You mean just one other friend? <laughs> well, maybe it was just a coincidence, but you know, Ed Ed knows a bunch of people on the team. He seems like someone who enjoys fantasy. Uh, so that's that's a win-win. For sure. Like I, okay. I, 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 I prefaced my commentary on this by saying, you know, I've, I've met Ed multiple times and like, obviously like a great guy. I'm just surprised that given the legends of Tron league moniker at a greater effort, it's not legends of Interrobang. <laughs> right. In which case, you know, Ed's a, a first ballot hall of famer. Um, I, yeah, I think he's the only legend of Interrobang. What's that? I said, that's the only legend of Interrobang. Other than the countless women who have carried us to uh, <laughs> to success, <laughs> to our only successes. Yeah. Um, I think I also made it clear I wasn't that interested to Anton, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring that on the the commissioner. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't you know giving off any vibes that I was I was into it. All right. All right. So we, we can't go on forever. But Yomi, I will say that Frogger and I were um, on our Tuesday hangout Zoom prior to this. And Frog had the idea to bring back maybe just one time, but he's a pretty good Tronerance. Are you? Are yeah, you for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if we want to bring this back every week. It definitely died pretty hard three or four years ago. Um, but Frogger, I will let you lead us in Tronerance. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'm a little uh, thrown off here. Which variant did we decide on, Nara? Uh, so either you can choose or you can pose the options and we can debate before we try to rank. Okay, I like, I like that option. Okay, so I wanted, I just, I was, I thought that there could be a good quarantine related Tron ranks. Mm. And so we threw out a couple different options. Uh, one one was, uh, who would you choose to be kind of a, a quarantine buddy to uh, bring in to your current quarantine situation? You know, if you have wife, kids, cats, dogs, mm. uh, they're still there, you're, but you're pulling in this one Tron and they come by themselves. Okay, by themselves. By themselves. The other option is for the Tron rank, what Tron current, you know, quarantine situation would you like to join by yourself? You're abandoning your kids, obviously, and your wife and all that. Uh, but then and then the more pure version of that, I, I don't really like it as much, but it kind of this was Yank's suggestion. So maybe I won't even say it. Let's just let's just. No, Yank's is bad. But the other one is is all like. All families combined, like you and everyone you live with, plus the Tron and everyone they live with. Oh yeah, the combined families. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good option too. All right, so Yoni, which permutation? Do you guys do you have? Do you guys have an alt Tron Tron chat? It's it's a Zoom that uh, uh, that Bo 
set up and it's uh it's tuesday nights you know just a couple trons hanging out couple trons hanging out talking about vigo who might show up next week we're told yoni you want to you want to get on that action uh well let me let me let me actually retract that i don't think we should bring you in for the vigo like it's very sensitive this first one with vigo but after that like we would love to have like you. sensitive like 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 there might be tears like that kind of thing <laughs> there could be that vigo might just like sign on bo says fuck you once and and then we see him again like i don't know uh <laughs> To go back to the second though, Frog, I like the moniker of Alt Tron Chat. We might want to stick yeah, to that. Yeah, I also like the, the the drink flicks and chill. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Yankism, I think. All right. I thought that was a bubble. Okay. Anyway. I, Yoni, I like, I like um, making it personal in terms of exposing your own existence to the presence of another. So let's go with which Tron would you choose to invite into your quarantine situation? Like which individual you would choose to invite into your quarantine situation? That's like my least okay, favorite. Then, then you choose, then you choose one. <laughs> That's my original I veto that one, I'm okay, okay with either of the others. Which is what, fa fa family joins family? It's family joins family or you join other family. Well, which one's the original permutation? Oh, the one you chose was the original permutation, but I might agree that the other ones are more interesting. Mm -hmm. There's more There's more dimensions to think about or that would be different than the other Tron ranks. Yeah, okay, okay, fair. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, so... Okay, I'm gonna make a call. That's what we're gonna do. We're doing family joins family, in the living quarters of the tribe okay. choosing. So I'm, I'm going to... I'm, you are bringing your whole family to move in okay, with okay. trons of your choice. Top three, bottom three, yeah. Top three, bottom three. What do we do first? I forget. Three, um, let's do... Oh, Frog, you're, le you're leading us, Frog. What, what am I doing? Am I choosing tops or bottoms, or am I actually choosing some trons? Uh, your call? Um... All right, let's let's start with the bottoms. Okay. Um, do I go first? Okay. Sure. To me, a very important aspect of my life is the ability to maintain space for myself, for my family. So my bottom three. are going to involve situations where there is not much personal or private per, personal space or privacy. I'm just thinking I'm thinking out loud here. Um, That's the whole it's point. good rationale. I think that Hudson's team name is really creeping me out. And he also lives in New York, so I'm going to assume that there's not much space involved. So he is my first bottom. What is Hudson's team name? Kissing your kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you want hands off, uh, hands off. <laughs> Yo, what is that a reference? To Probably something? my kids, because I always shit on the stupid cats. 
<laughs> okay. Hudson is kissing yeah. Jody's kids. Cool. <laughs> to be clear, that's not happening. <laughs> okay. I'm not um, here, but continue. My next bottom is Anton. Great choice. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give one 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 um, a crossover reason and one non-crossover reason. The obvious so the crossover reason he lives in New York, not much space, not really excited about bringing four people to an apartment. I don't think he owns a little house. I don't think he owns a house in New York. So there's that. He also he, he doesn't. But he lives in Jonathan Taylor Thompson's <laughs> old apartment. He also um, speaks enough Russian and is um, um, agile enough with the English language that I think he would try to turn my family against me mm. with these little whisperings and, you know, uh, chat. chat. That's a great. Right. Wait, does, is, oh, does yeah. Alina speak Russian? Yeah, that's. Do your kids speak uh, No. I speak a little bit of Russian. But not enough to that's, refute that's the yeah. whisperings. Yeah, they're, they're, he's going to be talking to all members of my family about, you know, various things that I want them to hear, you know, nothing of. And um, so, yeah, Anton's another bottom. Um, and my third bottom is going to be Ed. Now, great choice. Two strong dad personalities. You can't match. Um, I generally don't like other people's kids, and that's not to say that Ed's kids aren't great. They probably are, but I'm not interested. I I, I enjoy my two children, and I don't want any more in my life. And I don't definitely don't want five kids in my life. So I don't want to live in a house with three other children. That makes sense. Although I would assume Ed, I think he, actually I don't know where he lives, but I assume he has space. Because he has yeah, my, 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 my impression, knowing really nothing about him, is that he does have plenty of space. Because I think he lives, he lives in what, in the middle, in, in the middle, in the mid-Atlantic somewhere? Pennsylvania? I honestly don't know. I mean, it's all, I think it's on the East Coast. Definitely mid-Atlantic. I think he can drive to <laughs> yeah. Wildwood. So I, sure. I, I bet Ed, Ed has space, but I still don't want to be in a house with three other kids on top of my two own children. The other thing you forgot about Anton was like the dogs. Oh, and God, terrible. But, but if it takes a turn um, for the worse, you got some backup food. Just saying. To eat the dogs. <laughs> what or the dogs eat you? No, they they would be dead before they uh, they got to me. <laughs> um, All right, Ed is showing up with a nice bottom on his first. Start tracking these. Um, okay. I, okay. I'm, I'm tracking. Um, tops. You're not gonna like you're not gonna no, like you this. all do bottoms first. Oh, we I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Frogger, go ahead. I think I think the space thing is is critical. Uh, I think you is a personal thing. Even though I'm just one in my current quarantine situation, you know, right. adding one to like an already full thing. So I gotta go bottoms. Yeah. Well, I do like Cat. Well, let's start with Lionel. I think he's he's the bottom. I think he's, he lives in a one bedroom, right? And he's got cats. You know, not enough room for me. Um, 
let's see who else. So same with Anton. I think it's a small apartment. I'll reserve Hudson. I think he's more in the middle because uh, he's got cats. I like I like cats. Um, I'm not sure who else to throw in the bottom. Who else has got a small apartment? Who did you name so far? Just Lionel and Anton. Okay, Lionel Anton. I mean Hudson. No, I'm, I'm saving Hudson because you know he's got cats. I think the cats and I will get along. What, what what's Vigo's living situation? Oh, he's got a big Jewish house in in New Jersey. He's, he's... but he's got at least <laughs> one kid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But a but a big Jewish house, so that that balances out. <laughs> yeah, you know what though. I th I think his wife is like actually Jewish and like we'd have to like turn the lights off and shit she is. on Friday. So yeah, sorry Vigo, you're my <laughs> Vigo's my third Vigo Vigo? I, I couldn't stand that. <laughs> Shoot. All right, I'm going I'm going Vigo too. One like I, I was at his wedding. It was Orthodox. Um, I'm pretty sure she's pretty religious. But two, it would just be really sad for me to live there and have them ignore me the whole time and not talk to me. So I don't know. I don't know if I could get over that if I was just texting from my bedroom. Now, now you guys both went with size and space as as your um, well as your no, number one was kissing your kids and the uh, reason to avoid Hudson. <laughs> sure, obvious. Um, for me, the logic is like. Who's plus one will hate me the least? Um, that, I'm trying to think about that. Um, or I guess I guess for the bottom, it's who would hate me the most because that's who I don't yeah. want to live with. Um, I'm going to go priest. So as much as it would actually probably be fun to live with priests, and I don't know where he lives, somewhere in D.C., um, the kid part isn't great, but I don't, I never get the sense that his wife was mm, to my podcast. Podcast, uh, um, Yeah, I just think we'd be natural rivals as like the two most successful podcasters in the household. Um, and I just don't know if that would work for her if I overtook her in popularity and she refused to come on the show. So I've got Vigo, I've got Priest. I mean, Anton, I had like Anton and Lionel both in in the conversation here. They're kind of obvious, though. Um, uh, I don't want to double down. Um, uh, I'll go please. Use this minute. Newborn kid, and just can't see that working out too well. So. I've got Vigo, Priest, and Fuse. <laughs> I didn't know is Fuse Fuse is fair game. It's Tron oh, ranks. It's not Tron. league ranks. It's Tron ranks. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to apologize uh, to. Theory, Ed, uh, Ed, 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 I have Mike to apologize then to Anton and Lionel. I'm sure there's like way <laughs> there's way more Trons out there that that I would I would, I would not want to live with. It's strong ranks, but it, you have to stick to league. Oh, okay. Trons. You okay. should get you should get a list of all of all previously participating trons. Yeah. You're allowed to come up with a tron out of nowhere if the explanation is just really perfect. 
Uh, all right, Yoni, you're going to do tops? Because we are running about an hour and a half on this Oh, at least an hour and a half. Um, okay, yeah. tops. Um, you're not going to like this, uh, Narf, but I'm going Lamb Chop as a top. Um, he has a situation where there's no other kids. He lives in the Pacific Northwest, which I think um, would be an interesting place to spend some time, especially outdoors um, during a quarantine summer. Um, I enjoy Lamb Chop's um, company and conversation, and I think he would be a decent person to spend uh, some, some quality Pacific Northwest quarantine time with. I don't okay. think Lamb Chop's a bad choice, um, actually. I, okay, I'm number two. Um, I think um, Choir Boy, for similar reasons, I've... Um, I get the sense that Choir Boy is still like very outdoorsy. I would be excited to um, like do some of that outdoorsy stuff with him, even though I think he might leave me in the dust because I think he does crazy long ultra exercise things. Uh, but again, West Coast seems like um, might be a lot of fun. Choir Boy's a great guy. Um, I think the only downside there is I think he lives in like the wildfire zone. So you I might, might have burned to death. death. But I got my kids to cover me up with. Uh -huh. um, and then last top, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, oh, Moose, definitely Moose. Because I've been to his place. It's sizable. I know it would fit a family, albeit a little bit cramped. And his wife works a trillion hours, so she wouldn't really ever be around, even though I've met her and she's super nice. So they she, be, she'd just be sleeping in the I'm basement. Anyway, in the basement. Right? Yeah, she's more in the basement. Or worst yeah. case, I'm in the basement. But bottom line, there's space. Um, and Moose is awesome, and uh, I wouldn't mind spending some time with him. All right. I've got a lamb chop, choir boy, and Moose. Ooh, same. Rod, wow. You up? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, that's what I wrote down uh, for you. Those all right. right, it's gonna seem like I'm pandering a bit here. Number one picks Yoni. You know, lots of space out in Maine. Good company. Disc golf courses. Disc golf courses and unlimited bread. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can't oh. overrate that. Um, and then uh, number two choice would be Narf. Wouldn't have to move very far. It's nice. Ooh. And I've lived with him a little bit in Italy with the fam. I can I can tolerate lemon and Cora. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, good, good and choice. yeah, I think I think we're going moose moose number three again. Don't have to move very far. He's got a nice nice sizable place, and you you always look forward to brunch with moose. You know. Ooh. Good. So someone's gonna sweep this because I have moose. Does, my wait, what, what does that mean about uh, brunch with moose? Does he like cook his own brunch or does he go out to brunch a lot? No, moose. Moose is a sleeper pick for for a chef. He's actually you wouldn't think it, but the man put together a very nice brunch for Narf and I once. It was it was surprisingly really good French toast. I was like acting. It was well executed and it was pretty unique. This is making me jealous. I, I I want I want you guys to come up here so I can do these things for you and you can bring Moose also. And we can play golf and brunch and uh, watch Celtics and football. Just, just name the date. All right, we we will make that happen. I, okay, I will, excellent. We will make that happen. 
So I so so for for most reasons said already, I had moose on my top two. The the brunch burger, I didn't know if you'd remember that, but that huge sleeper French toast brunch. The other here are the good things about moose for my situation. Uh, one, I enjoy hanging out with him, um, so th- that that would be a problem. He has a dog, so he's dog friendly, which means he'll like be amenable to Lemon and, and maybe help take care of her. Um, they don't have a kid, which is great. But they're like nice and kid friendly enough that they'll probably mm-hmm. help take care of Cora. Um, I remember Annie told me that I don't know if it was like college or or whatever. She like used to work at like I think a daycare for a little bit, so she's got a lot of experience in that world. So I think they would be a great situation where I could pawn off the parenting and just hang out. Um, now, the biggest thing you guys Prague, that you didn't mention or none of you guys thought of is in a quarant- you want to be in a non-COVID area because it makes life a hundred times easier. Well, no, I mean, that was, um, that was part of the thought like, so, going to Maine. Maybe I didn't say okay, it. Maybe so I, didn't I agree. Say like, that's why I'm going to, I'm going to throw, I'm going to, well, you definitely didn't say it. I'm going to throw Maine in there too. I think it's the most COVID free of anywhere anyone here lives. Um, so I don't know how you feel about this, Yoni, but <laughs> moving on in, um, you can, you can bake me some sourdough, make me some French toast. Potentially, is your daughter like like taking care of little kids? She like, loves little kids. She would she would basically assume okay. second mother uh, status to Cora. She can have first mother, <laughs> and you can have. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I've got childcare. I've got space. I don't have to be as COVID cautious. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, that's a win. Uh, for my shirts are optional choice. up here. <laughs> Frog, I, I like I I want to pick the apartment's not big enough. I can't see us moving into your apartment. It's just like the school. It just it's, no. it's not. It's no, not you scary. have to move. Um, but I think that that's that's not part of the the question. Yeah, I. I want to say Choir Boy for similar reasons to Yoni. Um, he's got the outdoor space. CBZ's he's got to get along with. I'm pretty sure he's vegetarian, so that, that vibes with my cooking game. The only downside is I believe he's engaged and or married. And I just don't feel like whoever he's engaged and or married to will like me. So I'm not going to go there. I'm going to say lamb chop. No, no. no. I'm going to go Noah. I was, I was so close. Um, I'm going Noah. I think Danielle can tolerate me. Uh, we've met a couple of times. Our kids are at the same age. They can play together. We can go to work meetings together and like do funny things on Zoom calls and be in the same room. Um, so I'll go Noah. That's my top three. Nice. All right. And that was Tron Ranks, guys. Should we I bring think we should try just let me know before the next one. I'll think of another child ranks if you can. Okay. Um, I guess that's all we have. All right. Yoni, man, we, we've been talking for literally two hours at this point. Longest right? podcast ever. It's definitely the longest non-Anton <laughs> podcast ever. I, I feel I feel good Excellent. about this. Um, all right. Well, Frog. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for coming up, Frog. On. Yeah, my Yoni. pleasure. Good, good to hang out, guys. Yeah. And we gotta we gotta do it in Maine Yoni, soon. Good luck. For sure. Yeah.
Yoni, good luck defending Thank the back-to-back you. titles. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of excited for football. I hope the season actually happens. Tomorrow, tomorrow what's today? Two nights. Two nights, yeah. Yep. Have you, do you have a song off of Folklore that you want to go out with? Um, I don't know it well enough to request a specific song, but they all sound the same. Um, and I don't know, whichever one, first first track, but some, something Taylor. Or, 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 or you can just do my favorite, so Out of the Woods. Yeah, I like that song a lot. I'll think about it. All right, guys. Get ready for the All right, now. See you, Jordan. Bye. Bye.